The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. There was a day that I climbed in that, that crazy machine I like to call Ride the Donut at the hospital, <laughs> the MRI machine. Sure. That one where you think, you know, nobody can hear you and, you know, sit still. And I'm sitting there and I'm laying there in fear of, of the results. And, and I remember wondering, has anybody praised God from this latitude and this longitude? Next on Life Today, author Margaret Feinberg explains how she learned how to fight back with joy. Margaret Feinberg with us, by the way. We want to welcome all of you. We're just glad you're here. Uh, welcome, Margaret. We just, just tell Margaret who we welcome. <laughs> Margaret, we're really glad you're here. But you brought a friend. You, you brought a friend, and I, I got a glimpse of your friend. You did. And your friend has a name, Hershey. Let's let's see if we can meet Hershey. Would y'all like to meet Hershey? Here's Hershey. Hey, Mr. Hershey. That's our little guy. Hi, little buddy. Now, Hershey, Hershey, Hershey. Will you come over and talk to me? Hmm? He's a little shy. He's look, a little shy. You look a little bit like a rat sometimes. Oh. You, know that? <laughs> you know, you are the sweet, oh, you're the sweet little thing. How old is Hershey? He's about nine years old now. What a sweetheart. I know. He's Don't a good you, guy. Isn't it amazing? And it's really right how much we, we, we love our pets. We love them, and this is a gift from God. Mm -hmm. I, I wrote a book, as a matter of fact, about, about pets. It's called The God of All Creation. And in the last chapters, people ask, you know, do dogs go to heaven? And so if you can go on Amazon and get it, or you can you could ask us to get you a copy of it. But do they? Well, I'm going I'm to let a lot of other people uh, help me answer that question. But uh, isn't that the sweetest little fellow? Oh, now, now, does he travel with you pretty well everywhere? He does. He's you a great take traveler. Take him in a little container on the plane? Yep, he does great. Yeah. <laughs> Are y'all glad y'all got to meet Hershey? <laughs> you, Janice, you can come get Hershey. We're going to go. <laughs> that, that is. Betty, we love our little princess. We Madam, do. <laughs> she's on the cover of the book, God of All Creation, Little Black Dachshund. She's 14 now. Oh, and she's she kind of an older person. And she tells us, I'm an older person now. <laughs> but I just thank God for how much he loves his children, that he, he blesses us with just the most seemingly insignificant things that we love so very, very much. You know, one of the things I find myself praying when I see how much people love their pets, and please understand what I'm saying, I want us to pour that much love and concern on little unborn infants in the womb, because if somebody hadn't, I never would have been born. In today's world, I didn't have a chance. But somebody loved me enough to say, no, I won't abort that baby. And it was a doctor because my mother was impregnated through a forced relationship. Any value in this person? Mm -hmm. Any value? To me, yes, and to the Lord. I hope to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Don't you think we need to have more love and value in people that we've been showing? <laughs> and the only way, Margaret... The only way we're going to be able to end abortion will not be attacking a law that never should have been passed, but it'll be showing people how special and precious every child is. You've been through quite a battle. 
you're in a battle and you wrote a book and you were already writing about joy, but you got a curveball. I did. And you had to fight back. Tell us what happened. You know, probably about three years ago, I just had one word just echoing inside of my spirit, and it was that word joy, joy, joy. And so I started studying joy, pursuing joy, activating joy. I had spent a year studying the more than 400 references to joy and happiness and delight in the scripture. And I began to discover a joy no one had told me of. That according to scripture, that joy is, is not just a feeling, it is an action and a response. That even when we don't feel joy, we can still act and respond in joy. And according to scripture, it has so many expressions. We find that there is joy and happiness and merriment and delighting and laughter and playing and taking pleasure in and the lightening of the countenance all throughout the Bible. And so joy isn't a matter of, of a personality type. It's not whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, but there are so many expressions. And God is constantly just showering us with so many good gifts that we can experience joy and happiness and delight. I mean, in his right hand are pleasures forever. And so here I am two weeks away from putting the finishing touches on a manuscript on joy. And I reach over and I feel a small lump on my chest. And I kept pressing and, and just wishing that, that maybe it was just my imagination. Maybe it was going to go away. And I, I remember having my husband come over and, and say, you know, do you sense this? And he said, yes. And so I called a doctor and went and got a mammogram and an ultrasound and eventually found out I had breast cancer. And I was thrust from searching for joy in the relatively good times of life to trying to find joy in the darkest, most torrential, horrid, torturesome times of life. What I began to discover, James and Betty, is that more than whimsy, joy is the weapon we use to fight life's battles. That it is this thing that, that sooner or later, all of us are thrust on the battlefield. Sometimes you pick the fight and sometimes the fight picks you. I mean, there are viewers out there today and you're on the battlefield. It may be a diagnosis like mine. You may have been handed divorce papers. You may be unfolding foreclosure papers. You may be in that situation where you think there is no help, there is nowhere to go, and you are fighting with everything you've got left, and you may not have anything left. And the question is, is how do you respond? And most of us tend to pick up weapons like anger or bitterness or discouragement or depression. But the question is, is what if we were to fight back with joy? And so I began praying and saying, Lord, in the midst of so many tears, in the midst of so many pains, how do I fight back with this? And I began to have God just downloading strategy after strategy that became part of both the book and the Bible study, Fight Back with Joy. I remember there was this one day, James and Betty, where I had to go to a doctor's appointment where I knew that the treatment was going to hurt worse than the last one. And we got in that car with tears just streaming down our face. And I thought, how do we do this? Like, I hadn't heard that sermon. How do you go back? How do you go back to that home that is empty, that marriage where there's no love, that treatment center where it's just going to be so painful? And there was this song that was playing on the radio, and it was Matt Redmond's 10,000 Reasons. Mm -hmm. And there was that passage in the book of Habakkuk. And, and I know that you're familiar with it. It's that moment when he cries out in chapter 3, verse 17, and he says, though the fig tree should not blossom and there be no fruit on the vines, though the yield of the 
the olive should fail and the fields produce no food, though the flock should be cut off from the fold and there be no cattle in the stalls, yet I will exalt in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. And I begin to go, Lord, but how do I do that? How do I do that in this? And what Leif, my husband and I began to discover is that you do it one square inch at a time. And on that drive, we began to praise those hot tears running down our faces, lifting up the name of our Lord on high. And what we began to discover is that you can rejoice when it makes no sense. And that suddenly that doctor's offices and waiting rooms can be transformed into portals of praise. There was a day that I climbed in that, that crazy machine I like to call ride the donut at the hospital, <laughs> the MRI machine, sure. that one where you think, you know, nobody can hear you and you know sit still and I'm sitting there and I'm laying there and in fear of the results and I remember wondering has anybody praised God from this latitude and this longitude and ever so faintly began offering up words of praise what I began to discover is in the midst of this painful, painful journey, there are ways that we can grab onto joy and fight back with it. There was another point when I had a friend, he came up to me and he said, Margaret, he said, I've been praying for what to say to you during this time. Because as you know, when you go through those difficult, hard times, people don't know what to say. And sometimes they say the most hurtful and harmful things and they don't mean to, but it just, it just pierces you. Sure. And so when my friend came up and he said, I've been praying and I just sense I've got the words from the Holy Spirit to, to say to you, I thought, wow, this could go downhill really, really fast. <laughs> But he looked at me and he said, Margaret, the thing more than anything that I believe that God wants to say to you is that the heavenly father wants to speak to you because somewhere along the way, I felt like I had forgotten somewhere along the way. I feel like we all forget. C.S. Lewis once said that God whispers in our pleasures, but he shouts in our pain. Wow. And part of the reason that I think that God <laughs> shouts in our pain is because pain is so stinking loud. Yes, it, is. it demands all of our emotional bandwidth, all of our time, all of our energy until we become deaf to the very voice of God at the time that we need it most. And it can be the pain in someone you love. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be your personal pain because that pain with somebody else mm -hmm. that you don't know how you can help, it hurts really, really bad. It's heavy. It does. So people are listening right now that are at some point where perhaps there's that heaviness. And, you know, you'd written a book on joy that you never got to publish. You had to come back and do a, a refocus, and you had to come from the place you were, and you came out with Fight Back with Joy. So you actually found yourself in this trial, and you were fighting with joy even as you went there. I was thinking about that terrible noisy machine that they put you in it, then it sounds like they're trying to tear it up with uh, power drivers and, and, and it's just awful. But I was in there when they were checking something they'd seen on my kidney that was troubling to them and they went through the 45 minutes of misery you have in there and then they came out and they said, we're gonna need to do something else. We've called another specialist and we're gonna put some kind of dye in your blood. We gotta look at something. And I remember when they shoved me back in, just kind of reflecting on where you all were. And I remember they put me back in, you might wonder, well, you kind of think maybe this is not going to be good at all because the look on their face, what are we going to see when we go back? And in that tube, in that little tiny cylinder for a big guy like me, I found myself praising God for our children, for the lives that we had, for the people we had touched. And I just found myself worshiping God. Does that make any sense that that was yes. happening when I knew I might hear the worst thing I could possibly hear, it would seem, 
and then I was able to do, I feel like perhaps was, was I maybe touching a little bit of what you're talking about because I thanked him for all the beauty. I thanked him for every precious moment that I had enjoyed in his glory and his presence. And I think that is some of the most sincere worship that we will ever mm -hmm. offer up to God. But there are also those times sitting in those tubes and sitting with those divorce papers and sitting those, during those difficult times where we have got to hear from God. It's not almost anything anybody else can say. We need through the power of the Holy Spirit for God to speak to us. And he's ready to. And he's ready. You know, for me, one of those passages, you know, I went to Hebrews 11 and started studying the, the, the heroes of the faith. And I began to discover that in Hebrews 11, it's like that path splits off and there are those who conquer kingdoms and they, they escape death and there are others <laughs> yeah. who fall to the sword. And in my own heart, I had to come to the terms that, that the outcome wasn't the most important thing, but following Jesus through it all. Yeah. And the one passage that, that I just sensed like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me was Isaiah chapter 46, verse 4. And it says, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have mm -hmm. made you. I will carry you. I will sustain you. And I will rescue you. That word in the Hebrew sustain means to carry the heavy load. And some days it is too much. We were never meant to carry it because he's the one who carries it on our behalf. He is the one who sustains it. Even now, even now that, that right now there's no evidence of, of, of cancer in my body, some days it is still too much. The side effects and the complications and the chronic pain, it is too much. And I need that Holy Spirit to echo back into me. I will sustain you. I will sustain you. And it is with those words, that promise of God, that once again, I fight back with joy. And we all can. That's right. He wants us to invite him to that place, that place of hurt and pain, whatever your situation is. He wants to be invited in, to be right there in the center of him. And I guess you know Jennifer Rothschild. She sings a beautiful song, and in it is a phrase about, I will praise him in the pain, though the mystery remain. And that's so true. There can be joy in the midst of that pain, that discomfort, that disappointment. Maybe you're going through right now. God wants to be in the center of it. He wants to be right there and he wants you to be able to praise him through that difficult time. Yeah, we have to. The mystery may remain. We, uh, I think you know, and of course Margaret knows because she's been such a friend and praying for us. We, we did lose a daughter to, to cancer who love God as much as we believe it's possible to love God. And, and the weight is unbearable if the Lord is not there in the yoke lifting the load. And you might say to Betty and James and the family, do you, do you have joy? We have joy knowing, uh, you know, we didn't lose our daughter. We know right where she is. She's in the glorious presence of the Lord forever, and she's pain-free. The last text that Betty got from her was, uh, this can't last. It's got, got to end. This has to end. And it did in the arms of Jesus. So when you, you see someone like us and you're talking about joy, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to define how that translates over. But it, it's translated for us, Margaret, in, in, in a walking through it with, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't fear evil. You are with me. Mm -hmm. His presence gives me not only peace, but there's an inner joy knowing, of course, we're going to see her again. But it's an amazing thing that we can actually find that. It's not a frivolity. It's not a, you know, a, a triteness about something that's so serious. But it's somebody that we're so aware of. 
his presence, and, and we find joy in that. It's a defiant joy. You know, on the night of Jesus' arrest, he sat there and he prayed for the greatest miracle of all time, that that cup would he be passed. taken from him. Yep. And those tears, they blurred his vision, blood poured from his own pores. Yep. And when he opened his eyes, that cup was still there. Was it because he didn't have enough faith? Not as a son of God <laughs> and not as us. But there are times God, he rescues us from. There are times he rescues us through. And and there are times he rescues us too. And we don't get to pick which one. We don't get to pick our participle. I wish we did. I wish I did. But we know that he is faithful and he is rescuing us and he is sustaining us and he's helping us fight back with joy every step of the way. Well, you've written your story and, and you're an incredible teacher. And it's, it's in the book, Fight Back with Joy. We want to send you this. If you want it, you just help us touch someone with love and we'll just say thank you. You know, one of the things that we do, Margaret, and I know you watch and I know you appreciate what we do, we try to touch people that have been either overlooked, forgotten, or never even noticed, who are in really deep, deep trouble, deep pain. And we are right now doing something I did not know. I did not know if any of the people here or the viewers on Life Today would help us. I thought maybe you would just turn back. But sexual trafficking is very real. It is a multi-billion dollar business to take little children and take women and then take those women children when they can and traffic them and hold them in bondage. Literally, many of them are just like almost in cages in the brothels where they work. We found people who went into the midst of that pain and rescued them out. So we began to undergird and multiply and build until we built these life rescue centers. And we are trying to rescue as many children, as many women from sexual trafficking as possible. I want you to listen to someone who was trafficked, who became a model, who went back to the mission field to rescue. And I want you to listen, not just to this heart of a woman and the heart of people in need, but listen to the heart of God concerning what he would do through us. Would you watch closely? This just shouldn't be happening. It's just really shouldn't be happening. I think it's really, really hard for the women to think that they have any hope when they're in there. I think they just um, think they've been sold in there and there's no way out. They survive on a day-to-day, -day, but they don't have hope beyond uh, anything else. I was thinking about the those women in there that are trapped, they're really just like dead. You know, when you look at them, there's no light in their eyes. They're just existing. And um, it's just so sad because of what's been done to them. Everything was taken from them. Everything was robbed from them. And so many of them were sold into the brothels when they were so little. And um, so many of them say that they cry and cry at night. Um, but nobody hears them. You know, if you can just get to them and love them and help them and share with them about Jesus, that, that, that healing can begin, that restoration can begin. But without that, there's nothing in there other than complete darkness. I wish it could just all end, you know? Can we just get them all out and have this be done? Well, we're the answer. 
you didn't see that woman's face because she's, uh, we couldn't let you see who she is. It would have created even greater problems for her. Betty, these women have not uh, chosen to get into, uh, you know, this trade. They've been taken captive, many of them when they were small girls. And there they are. And, uh, you know, we can get them out uh, if, if we'll do it together. We can, James. And as I watch them, my heart goes out to them. I, as, a, as a mother and a grandmother, I want to go put my arms around them. I want to wipe their tears. I want to put light back in their li lives, in their eyes again. And God can do that. But through us, we can be the tool that God uses to bring hope to them. And I hope you will join with us. And let's help these precious women and children that have been so used and abused. Well, we have actually found areas where we, we can pretty well get an idea of what we might do if we have the support. And we've actually targeted areas where we could rescue 5,000. Uh, we've got a, a current budget of uh, $640,000. It's just kind of going to take a miracle outpouring right here in the next few days. And uh, the breakdown of that is that it's an average of $128 to rescue them and to take care of them and restore them. Uh, we have built centers for them, built the most spectacular center in the sex capital of the world in Thailand. And it is just a phenomenal place that you built, love built. And we have just completing a, a center in uh, India, uh, near Nepal, where they go into that area and get impoverished children and take them captive, telling the parents that we're going to get your child an education, get them a good job, they'll be able to send money back to the family and take care of you, but they never see them again. And they end up there, trapped. And, and we found the ways, first of all, to get the children that are being, being preyed upon to be taken captive. We're able to get them separate and show them away. And then we're also able to get some out and get the older ones out and begin to teach them a trade. But we have to do that by all of us cooperating together. So we're asking you in this Operation Rescue to literally reach out and touch someone with love. $128 is what it takes. Could you help us rescue one? $1,280, and oh, I know there are people who can do that. Would you? We can rescue 10. At whatever level you can participate, whether it's a lower level and you pray somebody else will join you, $64, another joins you, and we've got the 128. Father, I pray everyone watching would reach out in love right now and touch someone with your love by doing what they can. In Jesus' name, you can go on lifetoday.org and you can make your gift right there. Take your bank card, use it like a check, or you can dial the number there on the screen and use that bank card like it's a check and make the best gift you can. If you do write a check, make it to life, but let us know what you're sending. We have some gifts for you. The Songs of Freedom will bless you. The book that we've written to help us have understanding of the times, Indivisible, we will send you for any gift. And we've got the beautiful Kincaid painting, The Forest Chapel. If you're able to make a gift of $1,280 or more to help us rescue 10 or more, we want to send that just to say thank you. And we do say from the bottom of our heart, thank you for reaching out right now and making the gift God put on your heart. Please don't delay. Just be moved by God's Spirit to do what He wants. Innocent children created to be happy, loved, and cared for are being abducted and sold at the hands of violent predators. Their spirit and bodies broken under horrific emotional and physical abuse. Through Mission Rescue Life, you can reach out to save children vulnerable to sex traffickers. You can help rescue those already enslaved. And you can restore their lives with hope for a future. 
Your gift today of only $128 will help rescue a child and change their destiny forever. With gifts of $64 or $32, we will combine your support with others to help rescue one more child from the shame and pain of sexual slavery. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you the Songs of Freedom CD, a collection of 10 uplifting worship songs that are sure to become a favorite for your quiet time, drive time, or personal worship. In addition to the CD, you'll receive Indivisible, a powerful soul-stirring book by James Robison and Jay Richards. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280 to help rescue 10 children, and you may request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by the painter of light, Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. So if you walk around the streets of India, there's tons of people, but you'll very rarely see little girls because by the time they reach two or three, they're taken and they're trafficked into the red light district. You know, I was talking to some of the little girls before. They told me that men that should have seen me as a child were abusing me and doing terrible things to me. They told me of stories of girls that they knew in the area that had been murdered there. I was horrified when I learned that over one million children are trafficked every year. That's two children per minute. That's unacceptable. We cannot live in a world that tolerates that. It's there because we tolerate it. You know, we have an opportunity to come in and help. We have an opportunity to stand in the gap and stand for these daughters. These daughters don't have fathers that stand up for them. They don't have men and women that stand up and say, this is wrong, and we have an opportunity to do that. Please, if you can, right now, go to your phone or go to the internet and make the best donation that you can. By doing that, you will be saving lives of girls all over the world who don't stand a chance without you. We know Betty and I thank you so much for your help. And you know, we've had a, a serious program, but we're talking about the joy that comes only from the Lord. Betty and I have an inner peace. And one of the things we know is that God is going to allow us to learn how to more effectively comfort others. We don't have all the answers to all of our questions, but I know one thing. Margaret is right. We can fight back with joy unspeakable full of the glorious presence of God, and that's a reality. And oh, how we need that. We need it in the fight. We need it sometimes when it looks like we've lost a battle. Where does that joy come from? You like to have the book? You just help us touch someone with love, and we'll just say thank you. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to Margaret Feinberg for being such a blessing? Margaret, you are. You're always welcome here. Whatever God puts on your heart, and you know that. Thank all of you for watching. Remember, and I know you'll tell your friends, Margaret, streamstream.org. Okay, go there. And let's get transforming truth delivered in love. Okay? Thank all of you for being here.
be sure to visit stream.org, a rich and lively source for breaking news, analysis, and entertainment. Stream.org. Tomorrow, international Bible teacher and author Beth Moore helps us understand that Jesus has the power to raise the dead in us. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.